Friday was my birthday. And this year, I decided to celebrate and to thank God for giving me yet another year on planet Earth by hosting a birthday brunch for some of my friends. So I invited about 20 of them, and about half of them were able to come. And many of them, of course, couldn't for very normal, understandable reasons. Some of them were sick, some of them had sick children. One of them is a graduate student with lots of work to do and deadlines to meet before the semester ends. But those who came, came over and enjoyed some pancakes and coffee, and we all had a great time, and I was very happy to see them. And I'm sure you've all had this kind of experience. Maybe when you're planning the birthday party of a child, you make all these invitations, and in this world, you never get 100% attendance, do you? That everyone you invite can come to an event that you're offering because we have competing commitments. We have lots of things going on in our lives. Well, we heard today a parable that the Lord shared with us in the gospel passage about a dinner party of a different kind, about a feast or a banquet where the stakes are actually much higher than Father Paul's birthday brunch. And we hear about a man who gave a great feast, and he invited many. And unlike me, who got 50% return rate on my invitation, he does not appear to have received any, because one after another, they all started to make excuses about why they couldn't come. One of them said, I've just acquired property. I need to go see it. Another person said, I've just acquired something for my business. I need to go examine this new set of oxen that I have purchased. Another says, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. And so the master of the house becomes angry and he says to his slave, go out to the streets, go out to the squares and bring in all the sick people and all the poor people. And the slave does that and he says, there's still room. And so the master says, go out to the highways and the hedges outside of the city and compel strangers to come in to my house. So he gets angry, as I would have gotten angry if nobody came to my party. But instead of taking it out on the people who didn't come, God extends the invitation to others. The beautiful message to us today, brothers and sisters, is that God's love will always win, no matter how often and by whom it is refused and rejected. God's love will always win. A couple of weeks ago, I had the chance to join a family over in Auburn for a memorial for the patriarch of the family. Afterwards, they invited me to come to a dinner and it was an amazing, amazing feast. I cannot tell you how many courses came out during the course of that evening. The food was incredibly tasty and well-prepared. The ambiance and setting was absolutely beautiful. It was at the hotel at Auburn. And I felt very out of place in some ways because this wasn't my family. I had no reason to be there. It was only because I happened to be the priest who offered the memorial that they invited me, because they 
They respect the priesthood and they wanted to, to show their respect for that. I was reflecting on this experience and it occurs to me that every time we host a celebration, every time we offer a dinner party or any other kind of event, it's a dim reflection and a shadow of this great banquet that we hear about in the Gospel today. The Lord's Feast sometimes appears, even though it is the richest feast in the universe, it appears in a very humble way on Sunday morning with bread and wine, not caviar and filet mignon, but it appears in a very humble, simple, poor way, although it is the richest feast in the universe. And we're called to that every Sunday and every feast day of the church. As I was thinking what we can do during this time period to put into practice what we've learned from this passage, as we approach Christmas, the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord, I would like us to all try to make sure that everyone has a place to be on Christmas. We have people in our community that may not have families around here. We have lots of transient people because of the Air Force Base. Let's make sure that everyone has a place to be for the celebration of our Lord's birth, whether here at church or in your homes or both. So I encourage you and I challenge you to fill your homes just like the man in the Gospel passage filled his home. Start, of course, with your own family and then think about your church family. Think about the neighbors who live around you. And if you're so inclined, you can even invite strangers. I don't know what you're able and willing to do. But the biggest challenge for us, brothers and sisters, and far more important than anything else, is summed up in this last line of the Gospel passage. The Lord says, many are called, but few are chosen. And the irony and the paradox of this is that whether or not we are one of the chosen ones is up to us. Whether or not we are one of the chosen ones depends on our choice. Are we going to, in the midst of all the competing commitments that we have in our lives, are we going to forget about God? Are we going to forget to put Him first? Are we going to prioritize our property or our business or even our family above Him? That's the challenge to us today. And my question to you in closing, as you remember that phrase, many are called and few are chosen, is what will you choose? Amen.